It's time for the LaneCast with Montana's very own Talkin' Ag, Lane Nordland, your voice for agriculture. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the LaneCast Ag Podcast. Thanks for joining us here on your podcast devices. Joining us for the show today is Sarah Hollenbeck from Molt, Montana. She is with Hollenbeck Ranch and High Five Meats. And Sarah, uh, you hit the farmer's market, the direct marketing for lamb and beef uh, in uh, parts of South Central Montana and uh, also on the internet. Um, Could you just uh, tell us a little bit about your family operation and how you got into the direct meat market? And then we'll jump into our conversation about an upcoming webinar that you will be hosting with others in the direct marketing end of the uh, protein sector. So how did you get your start in in really looking at direct marketing uh, up in Montana? So it all goes back to uh, me not being from Montana is how this all got started. I, I moved to uh, rural Molt, Montana, onto this lovely operation in uh, January 2013. Um, I married into this lovely Hollenbeck family. Um, I was familiar with agriculture. I worked in agriculture my whole life, but I'd never really uh, lived and worked on a commercial ranch since I was a very young child. So it was a new atmosphere for me, especially living in rural Molt, Montana. Um, I had originally come from California where the local food movement was really taking off and people were very interested on who was producing their food, how it was produced and um, selling, you know, hyper locally there. So I kind of got my feet on the ground and learning how to live and work on a ranch. And I kind of wanted to put my own spin on our amazing products. You know, we were able to eat our own meat that we, that we grew here, but a lot of people were asked, you know, I'd love to try your meat, but there's a lot of rules and regulations you got to go around in order to do it legally. And I thought, you know, we do produce a really great product. Why aren't we selling this to the local community? So that's kind of where it started. Um, I approached a couple restaurants in Billings and they were interested in lamb. Um, that's what I started with was primarily trying to sell our lamb. From there, it kind of just took off. I did farmer's markets. I was doing combination boxes. We started per- processing more beef. Um, I'd buy some pork from local producers in the area as well, just to provide a three protein combination uh, box for people um, to to fill their freezers. And um, I learned a lot along the ways. I learned a lot what not to do along the ways. And that's where I am today. I do farmer's markets. I sell directly and um, also helped Uh, start a local food co-op in Billings, which has really just started to take an off um, given current economic conditions. And, uh, you know, speaking of just the the current uh, conditions in the market, uh, the uh, uh, availability of protein uh, and and whatnot here in the United States, uh, a lot of producers are really looking at this direct to market opportunity. But this is something that you've been doing for quite some time, whether it's, I I mean, I I, I can't even think how many years ago it was now when we started doing some TV and radio um, interviews on uh, Hank, your husband and and yourself's project uh, with high five meats and what it's growing into. How many years have you uh, been doing this direct to consumer uh, uh, opportunity for your operation? So I started high five meats in 2015. So it's been a good five years now. And I still remember you coming out to the ranch. And that's when I had literally just started and looking back at like what I knew then versus what I know now. um, A lot has changed, but a lot of the similar things have stayed the same. 
the local movement and knowing where your food is coming from, it's not a new concept, but given the current disruption in supply chains, people are really starting to figure out, okay, if I can't get what I want from the grocery store, where am I going to go get it? And where am I going to go find it? And I think a lot of ranchers, um, you know, I've spoken at a number of conferences over the years, and a lot of people come up to me afterward and say, I've always wanted to try it, but I just don't know how to get started. I don't know how to begin. And so I've been getting just, you know, bombarded with questions from people on the internet, in person, all the time asking me questions. And I love answering them. I love connecting with people one-on-one, -on -one. but I see this huge need for someone like myself that has been doing it for a few years and can kind of give them the information that they need to get started. So that's where the webinar idea was kind of born. It always been something kind of bouncing around in my head of an idea of something to do. And then given current times, a lot of people are interested in selling their own meat. I thought, okay, instead of someone trying to jump into this, not necessarily know exactly what they're doing, maybe giving a customer a, a bad um, first interaction, I don't want that to happen. I want it to be a good positive relationship on the rancher side, on the customer side. And so I think if I can give some information on how to make that a seamless interaction, that will hopefully keep people coming back and um, trying to buy direct from, from a ranch or farm. Well, for our friends tuning in today, the Beginner's Guide to Direct Marketing Meet webinar is coming up. We're going to take a quick sponsor break, but we'll be back with Sarah Hollenbeck with High Five Meats and Hollenbeck Ranch right after this. The Montana Farm Bureau announces the long-awaited book, Legacies, is now in print. Montana Farm Bureau members and non-members alike will love reading the Farm Bureau history dating back to 1919 and learning about the personalities of the past 100 years. History buffs will enjoy this thoughtful, well-researched book that not only covers amazing tales about Montana agriculture, but features beautiful photos and stories from days gone by. Legacies. Buy it today, $40 plus $5 shipping. To order, visit mfbf.org. Farmers and ranchers, cattle feeders, stockers, auction markets, and processing plants are not only important components to the beef supply chain, they are an important tax base for rural America and are a provider of jobs and income in small communities across the nation. The coronavirus pandemic has sent shockwaves through the markets, communities, and our way of life. The National Cattlemen's Beef Association continues to work on your behalf each and every day with all levels of the supply chain and with government officials to get us through this crisis. We are all in this together. We hear you, and we need your help to move this industry forward. All right, a big thank you to our podcast sponsors. Again, joining us is Sarah Hollenbeck with High Five Meats and Hollenbeck Ranch out of the Molt, Montana area, just outside of Billings, Montana. And we're discussing her uh, work and growth in the direct to consumer marketing of protein. Uh, she's been in the direct uh, to consumer market since about 2015, and she wants to help producers out that are looking at these opportunities to, to make their operations more profitable, to help consumers uh, buy local protein. And the Beginner's Guide to Direct Marketing Meat is uh, a project she is working on in a webinar series that she and other uh, industry experts from here in in the West will be participating in. It's actually, is it a five-part webinar, uh, Sarah? And, and uh, what, what should folks uh, be thinking about why they should uh, register today and participate in the event that is going to kick off on August 18th and then go for uh, uh, the next uh, uh, few Tuesdays in a row there here in the next few days? 
Yeah, the first one is going to start August 18th, which is a week, uh, or a Tuesday, excuse me. August 18th is a Tuesday. It's going to go for five weeks. So every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. on uh, Mountain Standard Time, I'm going to go live for approximately an hour. Could be a little bit, I'm sure it'll probably end up being a little bit longer than that each week. Um, but what we're going to do is just kind of going from breaking down the bare basics of how to get started, like week one. Um, we're going to be talking about licensing and permits. And while that's going to be a little bit more focused on Montana, it's not to say somebody from uh, Kentucky or even Canada can't um, register and really get some information, useful information from it. Um, we will just be spending a little bit of time in that first week talking about a few Montana licensing and permits. I'll have someone from the Montana Department of Livestock on. I'm gonna have also someone, uh, our Farm Bureau insurance agent. I am not an expert in the insurance field, nor do I claim to be, nor do I want to be. Um, so I'm having a panelist on to talk about the nitty gritty about insurance because that's very important to have some coverage when you begin um, selling your product directly. So that first week is just all about getting started. I'm gonna kind of go over how I got started. Um, I didn't go and get a huge bank loan. I didn't um, go out and buy a walk-in freezer. I literally went on Craigslist and bought three used freezers. Um, and I'm just kind of going to go over the basics of you don't have to have the frills to get going. You really can just get started and not have put a lot into it to get going. Um, so that's going to be the first week. Uh, week two is really important. We're going to be talking about pricing. And that week I'll have Henry Holland back on, my husband. He is a... <laughs> I put this nicely, an Excel spreadsheet fanatic. Um, it's not something that I particularly love doing, but he does, which is great for our relationship because he's obsessed with finding your break even, whether it's feeding out cattle or sheep, um, just knowing all of the numbers that go into it. And that's something that when I first started, I didn't really put the pin pencil to paper and figure out. And so he's always on my case to really know specifics on um, our break-evens. And so something that's really kind of cool that I'll have for people that week is their own template to figure out their own break-evens. Um, and that's really important. The other cool Excel sheet that he's making is um, figuring out your live weights, your carcass weights, and how much specific meat you're going to take home from the processor. It's something that you need to know, and it's also something that your customer is really going to want to know. So having those two templates for people to take home, I think, is going to be really vital. So that'll be week two. I'm, I just find it really important to bring in a panelist every week. I don't claim to be an expert in this field. I just claim to know a lot about it. So having somebody come in each week that can talk more specifically about these details, I think is gonna be really beneficial to people. Um, week three, we're going over processing. This is probably the week we're gonna go over an hour for sure. Um, our family just purchased CNK Meats and Forsyth. It's now being called Cowboy Meats and my brother-in-law, Charlie Hollenbeck is running it. So we're gonna have him on that week. He's gonna go over everything from labeling, state inspection, USDA inspection, custom exempt, what it all means, what you need to know, um, what you can get processed and sell legally in the state or out of state. Um, and then the biggest bottleneck right now is obviously getting animals into processors. A lot of people are booked out well over a year at this point. And so talking to him as a 
a custom processor and what you need to know in order to get some animals scheduled out will be really important. We're also going to be talking about not just sheep, not just cattle. We'll touch on goats and hogs as well. So uh, that week will be really great. Charlie will also talk about how your meat comes packaged, um, specific types of vacuum seal, um, how you want your meat to look, um, labeling, like I said, and storage. A lot of people like I said, I started with three freezers in a garage um, that's now turned into storing at a commercial freezer in Billings. Um, I can tell you how many animals are going to fit on a pallet, how much a pallet's going to cost to store, going over details that you may or may not even think about when you get into this. Um, and then week four, we're going to go over some marketing. I've got uh, Marnie Gaskill from Horizon Marketing Agency. She uh, specifically works with agriculture companies as well as non-agriculture companies. But I think it was important to get a panelist that week that really understands our industry. Um, and she works with a couple companies right now that are direct selling their meat. So we're going to go over everything from websites to emails to social media, of course. So anyway, week four, marketing. Uh, we'll also go over some customer, customer service. Um, I have some real life examples of things that have happened, um, maybe with a disgruntled customer or a very happy customer, how you deal with um, your customer base and retaining customers. Because once you have a positive customer experience, they will be your customer for life. And it is very important to maintain those relationships. So. That'll be a little bit with week four. And then of course, week five will be a big week that people are very interested in. And that is talking about shipping your product. Um, John Wondrous from Billing Seafood Guys, I've worked with him um, a lot in the last couple of years and he ships um, seafood, wild caught seafood all over the US. And he gave me a tour of how he does it. And it is fascinating to listen to him break it all down how much a box costs, how much the ice costs, how much ice to use, how much product to put in a box, how far it can ship, one day, two day, three day, all of that. The nitty gritty details that everybody wants to know, he's going to tell us. So I think that will be very, very useful because when I first started, I don't do a lot of shipping right now, but I know a lot of people want to. If you live in rural Montana and you might not have a city near you, this would be a good way to get your product out because even if you don't have a local market. You, there are people out there that are interested in what you are raising and selling. So I think that would be a great week. Um, and at the end also of each week, we'll have a Q&A portion. So that'll be really exciting. I think a good quality for having the live um, aspect of the webinar. Um, but everything will be recorded. So if, for example, you have one week where you can't make it live, um, you will be able to watch it back once you register. Sarah, I, I think this is so, so important. And I can imagine you looking at it now and looking back to 2015 when, when you were first starting this out, what, what you would give to probably uh, learn, learn, learn from uh, your own experiences uh, and the trials and tribulations that you have to go to. But I think, you know, I, I've had this conversation on the Cattleman's Call podcast that I host as well with uh, folks that do direct marketing uh, in, in the Midwest and, and in the South east and they just beat the drum on on the importance of the quality of the meat and how genetics play into that and, and that consumer experience because as you mentioned uh, here at the beginning of our conversation how important that 
experiences for that customer. And if they have a bad experience with the product or with uh, the uh, person that is marketing that the, the protein, it can not only impact one certain direct marketing brand, it could hurt your brand as well because people are like, mm, I don't like lamb. I don't like this maybe uh, this cut of beef. And can you stress enough the importance of having quality product, not just some coriander steer that gets ran in and, <laughs> you know, grain finish, but the importance of having a quality product and quality animals and how that really could turn off a lot of consumers by just having that bad experience. Yeah, I think there's there's really a niche market for everyone, um, but it's all about customer retention, but it's about finding your customer. Um, I mean, you know, you spoke quickly with the Coriani, but they make really great lean ground beef, and a lot of people want lean ground beef, so we're not making Coriani's into a delicious T-bone steak by any means, but there is a market um, for those specifically. There's a couple down in Colorado that process just uh, roping steers and they just sell ground beef and it mm -hmm. works for them. So it's all about finding what you have and who you're going to market that to specifically. Yeah. Yes, we need to be creating a quality product. Um, but sometimes if, if your product isn't necessarily the best T-bone, there is a market for it somewhere else. So it, yes, it's all about finding that niche area for yourself and finding that customer for yourself as well. And again, I'm not running down anybody that, that is marketing a product like that, you know, obviously utilizing any, any type uh, that, that you can, because that is a good example of lean beef. I was more thinking, you know, uh, of a quality steak. Uh, just, right. just, I don't want to make any of our friends out there that no. are marketing <laughs> protein that way, but uh, j just about that consumer experience is so important. Right. I mean, I took liver to the farmer's market this weekend and the amount of people that walked by and literally would say out loud, Ew, liver. I just thought, you know, one, that's kind of rude. <laughs> Two, um, there's something for everybody out there. And, and organ meat, it's, it's delicious. It's a high quality product, very, very nutritious for you. And I ended up selling every piece of the liver that I took to the farmer's market this weekend. So even though some people might not be keen on what you're selling, there is a market for your meat. Um, but of course, we always need to stick to the quality principles of raising a high quality, tasty animal um, and, and not forgetting that. <laughs> what are you going to discuss possibly on the front of, uh, on the marketing and in the dialogue that uh, producers <clears throat> will have with consumers? Yeah, I, I see a lot out there where one, one producer will run down another producer's product just on, on, on a marketing uh, platform. Are you going to discuss that, the importance of being pro-agriculture and pro-producers? I mean, just look at my, my, my statement about Coriannis. I didn't mean it to come off that way. Somebody right. might take it that way. But it, it, it really, looking back, it could be derogatory. Uh, are you going to discuss the importance of being pro-protein, uh, pro-livestock, uh, uh, and, and how, to, how folks can you know, market their product in a good way and not run down <laughs> grass-fed versus corn-fed, for example? Right. I've always always tried to maintain that level of being pro-agriculture because uh, while I think I, I have a very delicious protein lamb, I have a very delicious protein beef, there are people out there that uh, want the grass-fed or, or I don't have grass-fed. I'm not going to bash the people that are creating the grass-fed product either because like I said earlier, there's a customer for everyone. 
Um, I do think it's really important to maintain pro-agriculture stance. However, given current situations with our supply chain breaking down, it is hard <clears throat> to not finger point sometimes when it comes to, for example, a steer that I could sell to someone direct, directly and make you know a very good um, paycheck off of that animal. That same animal being sold on the commercial market is almost worthless right now. So it's hard to not um, think about those things and talk about those things, especially in the world of agriculture. I, I don't want to paint a picture that it's all hunky-dory mm -hmm. all the time. I do like to be transparent in what we're doing. I think that's where it's, where, why I have gotten here is because I try to maintain that level of here's a great day, but here's also some other stuff that's going on. Um, so I just think it's important for people to be aware of everything going on around them. I don't necessarily am going to step on anybody to get there, but um, I also can't tell other people how to market their product too. If, if they think it's the best of the best and they want everyone to know, then, then they're going to do that. Um, but yes, I do think it's very important to maintain a level of pro agriculture as well. Now, when I talk with a lot of experienced uh, ranchers out there that, you know, that they like, uh, you know, that they're on board, they have program cattle, they sell in the video auction and, and you know, they, they're getting good prices. So they're, they're kind of happy with that marketing plan. And, and some will say, ah, I, I don't know if this direct marketing, you know, is going to pan out or, you know, maybe there's not enough room uh, for uh, producers to participate. Maybe that'll saturate the market. I, I don't believe that. I think there's enough room and I think, you know, producers that are doing this help each other out uh, from conversations I've had with folks here in Montana that you know maybe they don't have enough product or maybe that's not their specialty they recommend somebody else what is your message to producers of all ages about there is enough room and maybe you could have 10 20 head of, of your herd uh, marketed this way maybe through a co-op or selling to you or yeah can you talk about that there is enough room for producers to participate in a direct consumer market uh, with uh, with maybe different pathways that they could take yeah i mean there's um there's some endless opportunities right now for direct marketing if you were to ask me this question three years ago i would have been like mm, i don't know because when we started the food co-op um there was were there's a lot of beef producers and we all kind of looked at each other like hey glad you're here glad you're here but how am i going to sell more than you um but now with the given times and people really looking to source their food direct, um, we can't, we don't have enough. So I think there's room for everyone, 100%, specifically pork right now on our co-op, we can't get enough animals processed to sell. We are just blowing through the protein and it's really opened my eyes to there is, there is room for everybody. And we all gotta root for each other too because <clears throat> when the basic consumer that doesn't know a lot about agriculture sees someone direct selling meat, they're gonna put us all in the same category. So we all have to maintain the level of um, responsibility to produce a quality product because our image is also going to be someone else's image um, with a with a regular customer base um once we obviously secure some customers they'll keep coming back hopefully um 
but like a lot of times I get people messaging me from Florida and they're like, you know, I'd really like to find some meat down here specifically. So I reach out to some people I might ranchers I know in Florida. Hey, can you, are you selling direct? Um, so yes, in a long winded answer, there's, there's room for everyone. And that's kind of where this webinar was born was I want someone getting into it to give a quality product, but also a quality experience. So that customer wants to keep buying direct. Um, and I think that providing this information will hopefully do that. Um, I've just heard a lot of people trying to get into it and they get the animals back and then they're like, okay, now what do I do? I don't know how to price it. I don't know how much to sell of it. I don't, you know, and I just think that, um, giving that basic information will hopefully help that whole situation. Again, the beginner's guide to direct marketing meat. Uh, as Sarah mentioned, it's going to kick off August 18th. That's a Tuesday. And then the next following Tuesdays, the 25th of August and September 1st, 8th and 15th. So five webinars. And if you can't make them live, they will also be on YouTube. But Sarah, folks need to register for this event. Could you maybe talk about uh, uh, how folks can register and what information they need to provide and what that's going to get them, I guess, when we kick off on August 18th here? Yeah. So it's going to be hosted through Zoom. There is a registration fee of $99. And you can register through my site, highfivemeats.com. Um, there is a page devoted just to the direct marketing meet webinar. It's going to give you, um, the bios of all of the speakers. Uh, you're going to get an agenda of what we're going to be talking about week to week. And then there is a link to register. So, and if you have any questions, please email me, uh, find me on Facebook, Instagram, all of that. And uh, I think it'll be beneficial for everyone. I've had a lot of interest from Canada, surprisingly, um, and a lot of people out of state as well. So it's for everyone. It's for every protein. I think even if you're um, looking into poultry, we will touch a little bit on that, but primarily focusing on beef, pork, lamb, and goat. So five webinars, that's less than $20 per webinar. And uh, I, 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 I know folks that would probably have wanted to pay four, four or five, 10 times that for the headaches and the, the, the trial and error that, that they've had to go through in, in getting to having a successful uh, direct to market uh, product and, and relationship. And Sarah, what, what is your, at the end of the day, what do you hope participants fully get out of this? If there was just one thing you hope that they can walk away from when these five webinars wrap up, what would that be? I hope that people can get the courage to do it. That's honestly what I want. I want people to stop thinking about it, stop saying they're going to do it and, and start doing it because um, I, I, like I said, there's room for everyone, everyone, that I know that wants to do this has a quality product that needs to get out there. And in one way or another, I want this to be beneficial to their experience. Now, uh, I know you have a little one probably getting up from a nap here soon, you mentioned, but uh, uh, obviously I just want to ask maybe a few questions as we move into August, 2020, experiencing uh, the pandemic, uh, 
maybe share a little about a bit about your experience and, and uh, how maybe at the beginning of the pandemic, what, what things were looking like with your supply chain and, and maybe what it looks like now and, and your supply of having product available. Uh, did you sell out? What, what was your experience from the start of when we all quarantined till now? Yeah, so uh, last year I was against my husband's wishes. <laughs> He was very adamant that I needed to be processing more animals than I was. And I never felt comfortable processing too much more than I felt comfortable selling within the following like six months of the animals being processed. But he kept telling me, Sarah, we've got fat cattle. I don't want to sell them. I want us to process and sell them. So I was like, okay, fine. So I kept getting more and more and more, more processed. So going into the end of last year, I had a huge supply of meat on my hands. And at the time I was panicking because, you know, I was selling little by little, but I wasn't selling the bulk of what was sitting in that freezer. So come the beginning of this year, um, we went to Arizona for a few weeks for Henry to rope and us to oh, enjoy I, saw, I saw you down there. Yeah, we did the whole snowboard, snowboard yeah. thing. And towards the end of being down there is when this started really kind of people thinking, hmm, okay, this is happening. So when we got home, it was hit the ground running. Orders are coming out of our ears. Um, and initially, you know, everyone thought this is going to be a two-week situation. So I'm thinking like, okay, times are going to be good for two weeks. How am I going to maintain all these customers afterward, you know, once they all start going to the grocery store? And in a, a weird way, and I don't want to say this as a positive thing, but people's supply chains being disrupted where they weren't going to the grocery store or the supply wasn't coming into the grocery mm -hmm. store was a direct benefit for me because it takes a lot for someone to change their shopping habits. So the longer this went on, the better it got for selling direct locally within the Billings area. So initially I sold out of almost everything. Um, and it was outstanding. So then it was a rush of, okay, we need to start gearing up and, and get more animals in more than we had planned on. Um, a hole had opened up in Cody for 15 head. He said, I, I have one slot opened up. Do you want it? And I was like, sure. And here we go. We sold 15 head just like that. And that's something that I would have done over the course of like six to 10 months before. And instead I did it in one month. So it has been insane. It has been fun. Um, I hate to say that I've been just enjoying life these days in regards to loving what I've been doing and supplying a product that I can stand behind and people are enjoying. And I've from all these customers, new customers, they're already putting in orders for the fall. And it's just been an overwhelming, humbling experience. And while I don't love the situation that we're all in, it has been great for the local food movement. It has been great for direct meat marketing. And again, that's why this webinar was born, because I think a lot of people are looking in that direction now. Well, it's a lot of hard work. It's something that just doesn't come together overnight and I know that uh, all the work that you've put into it and your family I mean I, I I've I mean I've interviewed you at the ranch down at the farmers market there in Billings and it's not easy it's not no. easy having to go to the freezer pack everything up go downtown on a on a Saturday and uh, 
listen to people say, ew, liver, <laughs> like you said. <laughs> or, ew, lamb. Oh, yeah. Get and, that one a lot, too. And I take, take my hat off to you there because, obviously, you, you come from a sheep family and are part of a great sheep family, the Hollenbecks there, and, and your family's work in California as well. And, and your mission to grow the demand and consumption of lamb, I think that's admirable. And I love lamb. Thank you. And I, I don't even own sheep, but I, I, I am the, 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 uh, the winner of the Shepherd's Voice Award for the American Sheep Industry Association because I, I I'm surprised love your trophy's not behind your actually if I was right if, if I was in Bozeman in my office there I'm in Belt at the ranch here um, <laughs> it is actually it sits right behind me with a picture of Russell Nimitz and a uh, Dolly Parton lookalike so um, but uh, you know I, I just think that that's so important to promote uh, not just beef but but lamb as well and that was a mission of High Five Meats I know from the start is is making sure that there was um, lamb protein in that package and uh, but it, it's not it's not easy and so I I, I always just uh, admire and uh, respect uh, uh, the high five meats model and all the work that you guys have put into it but uh, you know it it takes a lot though too to take those trade secrets and all the work that you put into it and it like I said less than $20 for five webinars um, yeah, and the cost, you know, price. I didn't really know. I, I've never put on a webinar before. I've gone to a lot of conferences and I go to the ones where I think, you know, okay, that one kind of sounds like it would benefit me, but it was never specific to what I was looking for. So this is highly specific and I hope um, it's beneficial to people. And I didn't, I didn't want to charge an astronomical amount where someone that is looking to get into this thinks, well, I can't afford that, or I don't want to put that portion of money into that, even though that would be something I would be interested in. So I wanted to keep it affordable. I wanted to keep it so that anyone who's looking to get into this can still benefit from it. Uh, my last question, can participants that are uh, a part of this live, <laughs> are they going to be able to uh, ask questions uh, live? Wow, from the presenters? I, that's the goal at the end of every, well, I think you can ask questions throughout the, um, throughout the webinar, but at the end, I'm hoping to save 10 to 15 minutes to answer maybe the, some of the most reoccurring questions mm -hmm. or uh, ones that I maybe didn't touch on uh, throughout that, throughout that specific webinar. So yes, I think that's a big benefit of watching live is getting to um, be a part of the Q&A as well. Well, I, I know folks should look forward to Cowboy Hank's Excel uh, <laughs> spreadsheet presentation, uh, but that's interesting. And like you mentioned, insurance, I mean, that's just something people don't think about off when, yeah. when you're looking at this, uh, how important it is to have insurance and that product uh, uh, rightly taken care of. But uh, Sarah, yeah. I, I know you got to get back uh, to your day there on the ranch and, and taking care of the, the little ones, but any last uh, words, advice, or just anything you want our listeners on the podcast to know here today? Yeah, I mean, if you're interested, just head to my site, highfivemeats.com. Look it over. If you have any questions, uh, feel free to reach out. I'm always available through email. Um, and I look, I'm really looking forward to it. I wouldn't do this if I was not super excited about the potential of other people selling their meat directly. Um, talking to other ranchers that are like, you know, I have this idea of I talked to a girl the other day she wants to do a goat chorizo and I thought hmm, that's interesting and that's just like makes me so excited that they're so excited and I just want to help and possibly give them some more guidance um, on their journey 
Perfect. Well, again, friends, we have the Beginner's Guide to Direct Marketing Meets brought to you by High Five Meets. It's coming up August 18th. That is a Tuesday. And then for the next uh, four Tuesdays in a row, five webinars in total. As Sarah Hollenbeck mentioned, just visit highfivemeets.com. That registration and everything is available right there. And, and I, I would encourage everyone to participate and just learn more about how they could be more profitable out on the operation and also create lasting relationships with consumers and uh, drive that demand for protein raised here in the United States and locally. So Sarah, thank you so much for joining us here today. Thank you, Lane. All right, friends, that's today's LaneCast Ag Podcast. We'll catch you next time. Thank you for tuning in to the LaneCast with Talkin' Ag, Lane Nordland. For more on Lane, check out his Facebook page, Lane Nordland Ag Broadcaster and NordlandCommunications.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the LaneCast on your Apple or Android devices. We look forward to joining you next time on the LaneCast.